and welcome to the latest episode of Another Phase. I'm your host, Tamara Dreesen, and this is the place for open and honest conversations about modern spirituality, self-care, wellness, transformation, manifestation, and whatever else comes up in conversation while we are chatting. Thank you so much for choosing to tune in. I thought that I would do a quick little reintroduction to myself in case you've stumbled upon this podcast and you're wondering who I am and what I do. I've realized that, yeah, I don't really introduce myself. I just kind of like get in and talk about what we've talked about and um, the guest. But for anybody that doesn't know or wants to know more, I am an expert in modern spirituality. I'm a tarot reader. I lead moon ceremonies and other mystical workshops, as well as being the author of two books, Luna and the Crystal Code, and an audiobook called Affirmation, which came out earlier this year, which is a series of, it's not really a book, it's actually like a, like, more like an album um but I'm not singing it's a series of guided meditations to support you to tune into what you need and call back your power um and also I'm the host of this podcast I've been into spirituality for as long as I can remember but I didn't officially come out of the spiritual closet until 2012 And back then, spirituality was not as mainstream as it is now. And finding people who shared the same interests wasn't easy. Like, like, yeah, you really kind of had to go down these like rabbit holes or just kind of these, the, the pool seemed a lot smaller than what it is now. Like now we have so much just at our fingertips from astrology apps to online communities to moon ceremonies that you don't even need to leave the house for thanks to Zoom. I think that there are so many misconceptions around what it means to be spiritual or woke and I am so grateful that I can share these conversations about being a spiritual being, having a human experience And I really hope that in the process, you feel seen, understood, and inspired through what you hear here. On reflection, despite inviting an eclectic lineup of guests that have had different experiences and specialize in different fields, I've noticed some recurring themes coming up again and again throughout the episodes, which just reminds me that we are all connected in some way and that we aren't alone in what we're navigating, even though it can often feel like everyone else has got it all figured out and they've got all the answers except us, which just is not true. You know, I really think that we are all just making this up as we go along and (laughs) figuring things out in the process. This week, I'm joined by my lovely friend, Jasmine Harsono. She's a wellness wisdom guide, author, speaker. She's the founder of Emerald and Tiger, which is a conscious lifestyle brand, as well as Breathe Love, which is a well-being community platform and agency. And she is one of the most incredible sound healers that I have ever experienced. Like, she does this thing where she sings and it's just so divine, like definitely check it out, sign up for one of her sessions if you can, because it's just so beautiful. At the beginning of the recording, we talked about 
our periods and how we were both on like day one. I was like, how are you? She's like, yeah, I'm on day one. I was like, so am I. And we were both saying that we were so surprised by how much energy we had. But I really want to be honest with you, later on that day, I actually felt so wiped out and had no energy. So yeah, lesson learned. not to get too overexcited when you're on day one. And Lenise is just, yeah, she is so right, as always. If you haven't listened to the la- last week's episode with Lenise Brothers, then I'd recommend checking it out after this if you want to learn more about periods, fertility, and how to support your hormones. I mean, this is something that I just don't think that we're taught about or t- isn't talked about enough. So this is why I'm just like, I love having these conversations. In that episode with Lenise, I also share a bit about my fertility journey. Um, in case, yeah, you wanted to know more about that, that's there. Anyway, back to this episode, back to the here and now with Jasmine. One of the things that I noticed when I listened back to this conversation is that her voice is so soothing that you're going to find out in a minute. She talks about the power of prayer, which I think a lot of people have misconceptions about. So it's so wonderful to hear Jasmine's perspective and how it's part of her daily practice. We discuss mental health as well and life after rock bottom. We mentioned human design. And if you're interested in learning about that, then I would recommend listening to the episode with Livy Iasnos. It's titled Human Design and it's in series one. If you want to check that out at some point. So I love like, I feel like I'm building up this library to kind of like refer you to different places so that you can learn more. Anyway, during this episode, Jasmine shares some kind and wise words about not getting what we want and choosing acceptance, which I think is such, oh, it's just something that we all need reminding of, like, um, don't we? Sometimes it can be so frustrating when we're in a situation and we're kind of focused on external things and yeah I really found that Jasmine's words were just kind of real my mind to come back to us and seeing the blessings that we have in our lives and yeah that maybe we don't have what we want but we have other things that are also amazing which can be easy to forget can't they I don't know I'm rambling this is like a rambly one a little side note as well I really wanted to just say this because We talk about um, a book called Spirit Babies and I mentioned that it's not just for people who want to get pregnant, but it could also be relevant for people who choose not to. And I don't know if I'm overthinking this, probably I am, but I didn't mention people who have experienced miscarriage or other forms of baby loss. And in hindsight, I wasn't sure if this is something that I should have acknowledged, but at the same time it didn't come to mind so maybe that is for a reason too so I just wanted to say that I just wanted to put that out there in case um someone needed to hear that I'm gonna stop rambling now and I'm gonna leave you to enjoy this episode So, welcome Jasmine. Thank you so much for having me. How are you doing? 
I am really well. Uh, I am day one of my period. Same. Sharing with you. Slightly <laughs> hay feverish. Um, but yeah, loving the sunshine. The sun is back. And um, yeah, I'm actually feeling okay. That's, I love that. Well, I don't know. I'm like, is it because we, we went to the Epic Iran exhibition together, didn't we, on Friday? Yeah. So that me. was like, I'm like, did we sink, sink in then? Because I'm early. Yeah, and I'm and late. You're late. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we probably did. Because I haven't been around any, the only other person I've been around is like my boyfriend. Yeah. It actually, it did happen to me last month, the same um, kind, kind of, I think it was a few days as well, but yeah we were talking about cycles and periods and everything weren't we so yeah I think yeah that probably is what what's happened and we've got this super moon tomorrow so it's kind of like probably leaning us into some kind of awareness of our bodies or something yeah oh yeah 100% like um you know Lisa Lister don't you yeah she shares she's written it about it in her book but she also shares on like Instagram like what it means to bleed on different phases of the moon mm. so is there a I can't remember what it is for the full moon but but it's always like it's always like different things and whenever I read it it's always like so relatable yeah I mean she's saying. for many years um my period for me was like you know dread you know dreading my periods kind of thing and now like I wait for that release to bleed and I really in, enjoy it in a way, even mm-hmm. though there is some physical stuff that comes up for me, pain, yeah. inflammation. But I, um, yeah, I find it kind of an inward time. But the last two mu- two months when I've had this late period, I felt quite energised. So me too! <laughs> I'm feeling quite energised. And so I'm like, oh, because I remember someone else writing about this, that they've never, they've always felt really like a lot of energy mm-hmm. during their period and um, during their bleed. And um, I never got this. And I was like, oh, you know, lucky you kind of yeah. thing. <laughs> um, but yeah I'm yeah last two months and I'm like okay is this like a thing is this like turning 40 or something <laughs> might be that like I guess our bodies are changing all the time and our cycles are and like depending on what's going on in our lives and so much like mm. so much but yeah I've found like the last couple of like times that I've come on period I've been like right, I've just got so much energy to do things and I'm like this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing as well because everybody like the week the episode before you is Lenise who is a um my favorite yeah she's amazing isn't she she's like a nutritionist and she talks about hormone health and we're talking all about our cycles and things like that and she was saying like like when you're from like day one like really slow down and I'm like but I I mean I think I am very aware at the moment that I I find it hard to switch off Mm. So I think we can definitely still slow down in other ways, though. We don't, <laughs> we don't need to be probably in fourth gear instead of fifth. <laughs> yeah, and or we can like do more for ourselves, but maybe it's you know we have more energy to do mm. more, you know during that time or something. It's just being more mindful. But I think we are all different, working through our cycles, and so being aware that our periods have you know that we feel more energy in the last two months is such a great thing mm. be able to have that knowledge and to know what to do with it like yeah. you know, I wouldn't have had that 20 years ago also you know and I think it's also important to just go where the energy is yeah definitely as well like just feel into like how are you feeling and and go with that rather than how you think you should be feeling or what you should be doing because your body will tell you like we both <laughs> talk yeah. about this all the time don't we like yeah. our, your body will tell you when to slow down yeah absolutely and um 
yeah, I'm just relishing the moments of energy. Like I, I've um, lived with chronic fatigue for a long time and um, I'm just working through that still. Um, and though it's, it is improved a lot, um, when I get energy like this and wake up in the morning, just feel like fresh and ready to go. I'm like, yeah, loving it. I'm really happy. <laughs> well, I guess as well, when it's like that, it feels like such a novelty if you have chronic fatigue and you don't have it often. So you want to make the most of it, don't you? Yeah, yeah absolutely. It makes you really, really appreciate it when you do have it. It's like with yeah. everything, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so for anybody that doesn't know you, how mm. would you describe what you do? Because I feel like you're such, I mean, everybody's multifaceted people, but I feel like your offerings are just, I guess, maybe that's your three diamonds thing coming through. <laughs> <laughs> I see these like facets, but um some people will know you through your book, um, The Little Book of Reiki. Some people will know you from like your most incredible like sound bars. And when you like sing like this, like both cosmic being <laughs> and like, and also like you do coaching and like um, all sorts of different things and um, you, like host events and all sorts. Like how would you kind of, yeah, describe what you do? I mean, essentially, like I see myself as a well-being intuitive guide. Um, I have like grown and changed over the years. And I think coaching was one of these things that I trained in for myself personally to really help to get past kind of, um, you know, feeling not good enough, um, not confident enough and really instilling um, some kind of understanding of like the mind body makeup you know learning neuro-linguistic programming and things like that and so it has it's kind of um weaved it way it weaved its way through my work but I kind of like have really tapped into more of who I am as a person and my personal stories and experiences and and so now I really feel like I'm an intuitive guide and um, I can support people in that way. I have the training, but also have that life experience to help people through um, whatever they're going through, but help them to tap into the kind of power and wisdom and their true self. Um, and I practice Reiki and I'm a sound artist and I, I kind of share these practices and tools so that people have these available for them to be able to practice at home or wherever they are and have things to tap into to support their system, their constitution, essentially. Um, I founded Emerald and Tiger in 2017, and that is um, a lifestyle wellbeing uh, brand and platform. And I share sort of corporate events and um, brand activations, things like that through that company. And then this year I founded Breathe Love, which is more of a community platform and agency. So it's supporting people who, people, brands and organisations that do good in their community, that breathe love essentially into their community. I love that. And like, what was your turning point to like get into all of this? Because you haven't, all this hasn't, <laughs> hasn't always been your thing. <laughs> um, so I guess through my own sort of um, journey with healing, um, but I always, I mean, I was working in fashion and uh, I was working for a company, a brand called D Squared. And I wasn't feeling very well as well. I had quite poor health at the time and I had to go in to have emergency surgery for my endometriosis. And I couldn't work anymore, essentially. I had to take some time off. And that time really helped me gave me space to slow down and think about what I want to do and that was in my early 30s 
And so I'd already started to tune into alternative therapies and practices. I, I was meditating and I guess essentially that was kind of the space that I needed to kind of look at my life and see where I wanted to go. And I've always loved supporting and helping people. And so it just kind of like happened quite naturally. But that pause certainly gave me that kind of, um, you know, awareness of where I was, where the direction in life that I wanted to go. Um, And essentially, like, I just want to be of service and help people. But this work really helps me too. Um, and I feel like I am truly who I am by doing this work. Wow, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> it's such, it's like, it's also that's just, is it a blessing? I don't know if yeah, that's the right I word, think... but just because it, it's not because you, it's not a blessing because also you've made that happen. Yeah, but I feel like I am blessed and, mm. I, and I talk about this openly. You know, I spent many years of my life uh, up until my early thir- 30s, like, not really living my life and not really feeling fully um, aware of my body and and also just feeling really sad all the time. And I just had this hole inside of me that, you know, I was just like, what's the point of life all the time? I literally used to wake up all the time thinking you know, those kind of thoughts. Mm-hmm. And so now I feel like it is a blessing because I feel like I have this purpose and this purpose every day that I wake up to to helps my own well-being and health and and I know it helps other people so it's a bit cliche I suppose in many ways but um I think that's what happens when you finally find yourself it kind of kind of you have this drop in um you know on your life story and it kind of that's that's the moment I guess that's that's the awakening as well yeah isn't it and I think that so many people listening to this will relate that whether it's at some point in their life or maybe that that's where they are now where they're questioning their purpose and they're not feeling fully aligned with what they're doing and and the way that they're living and I think that we can I know that I had like my turning point was definitely like when I was 28 and it was my Saturn return and like not because it was it was only after that I realized that that was my Saturn return and now that I know it's like oh that makes so much sense but I would very much feel like you like in my 20s was very much like like had a lot of sadness in me and felt like always felt like there was something missing and looking for it in the wrong places with the wrong people and it's just kind of like perpetuating these cycles and I had to like really hit this like rock bottom to that have this awakening and it was horrible at the time and you don't know why it's going on and you don't know where it's going to end <laughs> in, in that sense but it's like when you come out the other side of it it's that feeling like when you've been like swimming underwater and you, you're holding your breath for that little bit longer than you feel comfortable for and when you come up it just feels so good doesn't it yeah absolutely and and I shouldn't say that yeah because the awakening is not easy at all it's kind of you know I had that period where I had a really amazing new job Mm -hmm. and um I thought this is great like I'm really enjoying it I loved my bosses and felt really good in it um and you know great wage and all of this stuff and had plans and um and then my health just took a turn for the worse and I had to really focus on that and let go of all of this kind of new stuff that come into my life that made me actually think I felt more confident and Mm -hmm. You know, so I had to process all of that, let, letting go of all of that, and then invite this this uh, new kind of life um, 
in in a way and then mm. also I had lots of health stuff to go through as well so my health was pretty poor for a number of years while I was um, and in the first few years of working through Emerald and Tiger I was like really like working through um, ill health at the same time so yeah it's 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 always a journey isn't it everything that we go through and I think it's just that um, coming back to what really makes us feel alive inside and and keep driving forward with with that feeling you know and keep keep moving forward Mm -hmm. and like how do you I don't know sometimes I think is there such thing as balance (laughs) I know whenever I speak to you you've got all of these like incredible ideas (laughs) of like you know like things that you want to like bring into the world because you're just so passionate about helping other people and that's always what how it comes across to me is with you it's like it's always about like these things that you want to give to other people and this support and these experiences and um like how do you like because I'm guessing that you also need to be more mindful with your health and your Mm -hmm. energy levels yeah like how do you how do you keep that balanced balance is still something that I'm working through I wouldn't say that I found the answer um and certainly yeah it comes and goes um but I do feel like that I have like quite a good practice um that helps me to instill some kind of balance um in everyday life and then I'm very creative so I'm constantly (laughs) thinking of new ideas (laughs) new stuff um I probably drive people crazy like my husband and people around me because I'm just like oh yeah (laughs) new thought new, new thing but I I am really, yeah, I'm passionate about, um, you, you know, helping people, especially children and, mm-hmm. and teenagers. And so I'm always thinking, thinking of ways that I can. But now I just simply, I, I have a notepad, I write everything down. And, um, you know, I learned a lot about human design. And I was gonna say, what human design are you? <laughs> yeah, so I am, um, my mind's gone blurred. Are you a manifesting generator? I'm yeah manifesting I was thinking of of solar plexus because that's my that's that's like where I need to okay right yeah you're thinking of the chart aware of right um and so yeah I'm manifesting (laughs) I was like because everything that you were describing you're like I have these ideas and I'm gonna hit and then like she's a manifesting generator for sure that's it yeah so I just need to basically really um sit back in a way and I have all of this creative thought and just allow it a little bit to come to me rather than um working really hard at making things happen all the time like action everything um even though I have done a lot of that through my business and it has paid off like it's it's worked for me but I can that is in there is balance in that of finding um waiting for things to come to me a little bit and then working through them and actioning them that works better for me and really tapping into that knowing of when is the right time for this to come out when is the right time for this to be received into the world I think that's really important for everyone in fact but more so for me that works really well now and do you feel with your business a lot of it's intuitively led as well yes and more so over the last kind of couple of years I feel more driven and more connected to my intuition and really tapping into that wisdom within before seeking the answers outside of myself 
because you know essentially we have a lot of the answers inside and we just you know I would ask someone is that okay does that sound okay did I write that okay but actually like I I have all the answers within it's just Mm. having that kind of taking a little bit of time to sit with things being a bit slower more patient and just yeah allowing the answers to come through um I just need to really that's my practice in just slowing down and just listening a little bit more and how does that practice like look like to you like what what would you do to kind of feel into that so my practice every day is I start with prayer every morning Um, oh yeah you're saying how much you're getting back into that now aren't you yeah I really love it and I found my way back to prayer through sound through sounding my voice um but in the morning it will be a, a simply just whatever is coming up for me I will um speak it through prayer my own practice to kind of um ask questions or just to help tap into that kind of higher energy higher self um before I start the day and then I will just sit for a little bit and allow that to sink in to sink into my body and just tap into meditation stillness so just quieting down take some deep breaths into the body and um you know either tune into reiki or just taking some time just to listen really and creating that space and i find that that really helps me to create um more balance through the day and for me to then be able to yeah see the day through with in 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 a way that i feel more inward and connected to myself before facing all the external factors And then I will spend some time throughout the day coming back to my practice, um, whether it's like I will grab my monochord and... What's a monochord? It's a beautiful string instrument that just has one tone. So it's like... (laughs) (laughs) Keep going. (laughs) Little mini sound (laughs) sound healing. (laughs) Um, But it's a really lovely way of really getting into the body very quickly. I find sound helps me drop into my like awareness deeper awareness very quickly and then I will sound my voice just intuitively let it flow and for me that comes into kind of a prayer I kind of I'm kind of asking questions and sounding and um and then I'll just sit again and just take a couple of minutes just to see if there's anything for me to receive um Mm -hmm. and it's only a couple of minutes you know it just allows me to just take a little bit of respite and to come back to my body I do this especially if there's something that's coming up that will make me feel a bit ungrounded or it's new territory for me or you know it just helps me to come back to my center and feel like yeah I'm ready to go now I'm back with me I'm back home um and I usually at some point will do a little bit of journaling and just yeah I kind of have a few practices that I kind of rely on that help me to ground and center as much as possible I think that's so important to have those practices though and that can look different for everybody can't it it could be um it could be prayer it could be dancing in your bedroom to some music it could be going for a run it could be um journaling could be like create creating something it's so different but I think for everybody and I think it's just so important to find what works for you and also like be open to trying different things as well Prayer comes in so many different forms for me, like it could be a walk in nature, um, listening to music, singing, um, dancing, as you said, like playing an incredible playlist and just having fun and and releasing your body, shaking off, um, you know, tension. And there's so many different ways. And, you know, 
processing um through things and it's just finding what works for you Mm. definitely through the month I find there's different practices that I will um turn to um you know you just have that pull towards something it's just like oh yeah I really want to do that today so it's it's just listening really to your body and and noticing what it needs in the moment Mm. and I really love how you're just kind of like talking about prayer because I think a lot of the times with prayer I don't know maybe this is my thing but I think that like I associate it with more dogmatic yeah. religious religious practices yeah. and how you're describing it it's like oh yeah like ask it and we do like I think a lot, most of the time when people are like at a crisis point and they're like yep I got on my knees and I would never normally ask but I like put my hands up and was like god yeah. universe <laughs> help me out here <laughs> and I think that it's really like really beautiful to just stop thinking of it as like yeah just asking taking those moments to ask those questions to to something bigger and it could be like it doesn't have to you don't I guess you don't even need to necessarily name it do you? Absolutely I've been doing an incredible course with Donna Lancaster one of my teachers and and that's exactly you know it because a lot of people come from um you know this point of view that prayer is yeah connected to religion essentially um and so find it really hard to lean into um you know the the the, the big source of mm. anything that's out there because they think it's you know you're you're relying on a god i suppose to answer the questions for you but what you're doing is really just tuning into these questions and and but also giving thanks or whatever it is that you that's coming up for you it's just allowing you to let go of those and let them go to the the greater good to the mm-hmm. the universe really to receive them um and that's really what for me prayer is um and as I said it comes through in different ways it, it can be a moment in the morning where I'm just kind of like connected to myself and and speaking out loud or speaking to myself or it could be just when I'm like intuitively singing um and so it's it's not about um I actually as a child I, I went to church and I um, pray to God. Um, I sang in a choir and I, I know that type of prayer and, um, that works for some people, but for me now it's, it's different. It's, Mm. it's it's a different type of, um, way of praying. We just change so much anyway, don't we from, (laughs) and they are experiences and that influence what we do. Yeah. So we're like, it's, I think it's really beautiful to allow our practices to evolve. And I guess that's why people, religions aren't I don't know people aren't as into religions as as much anymore because they don't want to be told what to do or what to think in that way and I think that more people are leaning towards spirituality because it's about creating their own experience yeah I think that's essentially it and coming back to their kind of power and and intuition and wisdom within because I think sometimes when you have a religion per se you have you there is a leader you know and so it's kind of like it's just a way of prayer is just a way of opening up to otherness to to everything but um coming away from that kind of um thought trail of thought that it, it's to one person and they have all the answers you have all the answers inside in mm. fact it's just you know allowing yourself to open up to that question answer format so that you can receive the answers yourself and I guess as well a lot of it is unlearning in a way of I I really think like 
when we're younger, we're, oft- we're often told what to think from the best place possible, <laughs> whether it's from our parents that are trying to like guide us and our like schools and things like that. And I think that there are a lot of influences that try and think for us mm. and make- decide for us. And then because maybe they're older than us, they're more experienced for different reasons but then I think as we get older it's like unlearning that and then getting to that point of like what do I want or what the asking questions actually asking questions rather than I like this is how it is and that's the only way yeah absolutely and I think you can only get to that point if you've kind of experienced all the other things and you kind of realize there's something in your life starts to you know knock on your door and, and realize that you know you have everything within you like really turn inwards and listen mm-hmm. but that there, there is there has you have to have those other experiences I think to kind of to kind of realize at some point you know that that I have so much inside of me that mm-hmm. I can tune into this this turning point really makes such a difference in our lives but we it all happens at different points in our lives mm. and I think that especially with what's ever what's been going on with the last over the last year or so with the pandemic mm. so many people are having their own awakenings and asking different questions whether it's of a on a bigger level where like politically and globally and things like that or where of themselves and 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 how they want to be and, and the lives that they want to live because we've been having to live different lifestyles and that, I mean, I think that that has like, that has its challenges in some ways, but also it has some really good things that have come out of that as well. Yeah. And I think that we are realizing that when we are able to support our own selves and nurture ourselves and have turned to self-care practices and all of these things that it, essentially that it changes our vibration and we are su- then able to support others and mm. we have it kind of has this kind of tenfold this 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 energy that moves out into the community and so we have this deeper awareness for ourselves and deeper awareness for other people their thoughts their feelings and in turn we are able to support other people as well mm. so I think it's it it kind of um, creates this huge cycle of um, love and compassion, um, which we really need right now. Yeah, that's the contagious. The, no, I was say, that's not a good word to use <laughs> at the moment. Is it contagious? Magnetic. <laughs> yeah, magnetic. Like <laughs> it's a good kind of contagious. We want to be. We want to. We want to. We want to be contagious to compassion mm-hmm. and kindness and generosity, don't we? Like that's. And I think that the more that we have like the more that we give ourselves the more that we have to give but I think that so many of us I think are taught that and have this programming that like when everyone else is happy I'll be happy Mm. and it just doesn't work (laughs) it doesn't it doesn't work like that I mean you we may think it does because you kind of I've been through many times of you know people pleasing and um essentially going home thinking oh gosh they're really happy and then waking up the next day feeling like a bit of a void Mm. in my body thinking ah like why am I not happy and then just carrying on with my day and so forth and doing the same thing over and over and over again until you realize that oh I'm not really happy myself actually um and then when you start to 
work in work on yourself and the ways that can make you happy then you know it's finding those boundaries and saying yes to the things that serve you no to the things that don't and in turn the the attraction to the right people all of that thing all of that starts to really work well for you and then you notice that gradually as you keep on doing that work in that way in life that everyone around you is happy because you are mm-hmm. like that energy is so strong and powerful that people feel it and I feel like around me that's happening that people are you know changing in a way growing through life um because they have seen like some of the things that I've done for myself um and taking it on themselves you know mm. yeah um, it's that ripple effect it empowers people because um some people in life get reliant on others um so if I'm constantly helping someone they're never able to help themselves they don't know how to or haven't learned to or you know so when you start saying no to that in a way um I can't I can't be there for you every time for example you know even though it may hurt them at the beginning they will learn to kind of start supporting themselves and so that's you know, that has on that knock-on effect where someone's like learning to support themselves as well. I mean, it depends on the situation, of course. I'm not saying I say no <laughs> to everyone, but it, in many ways, um, I have done that. And I've seen over the years how that's changed myself and other people. Well, I think it's just so healing as well mm. when we put that boundary in, that, that kind boundary in place, because we're, I mean, it's up to the person what they do with that as well yeah not everyone's like cool thanks for saying no (laughs) I I'm like I have just had this realization and I just feel so empowered and confident and healed now like it doesn't always work like that some people are just like well why like I need you like and you're really horrible because you're not helping me Mm. and it's like hard because I think that some people get so it is a dependency thing as well isn't it yeah. I, like I've been I've mentioned it I think maybe a couple of times on this podcast where I've been like learning about codependency and I think we were talking about it a bit the other day when I saw you mm. and like how these things can be so sneaky as well because again we think we're helping people and it's hard when you've got like a really big heart and someone's coming to you and you're like oh my gosh I don't want to I don't want to see you in pain I don't want to see you upset or suffering so we're so quick to not want to feel that ourselves because whether it's empathic because I get a lot of people that are like oh that yeah I was gonna say empathic as well right and like they say they see themselves as empathic and they're like I feel everyone's stuff and it's so overwhelming and 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 all of this and I always think of this thing of like well we're choosing to get in that water with them Mm. unconsciously we when we're feeling their pain we're making their problem ours when it isn't and that's not how we can help them like and I think that when we're kind of like when someone comes to us like how I'm see it is like someone's like in a in a boggy pool when they're going through something and then they're like oh and you're like okay I'll get in and then you're like oh like (laughs) I'm swimming through this as well but then you, then you're like, well, I can't pull you out because I'm in here now. Yeah, and I think it, that's the the importance of, you know, as a practitioner, the importance of being able to hold space for someone mm-hmm. and listen to them, 
but to have that boundary of not taking it on and also not to have the answers for them like it because sometimes we can feel like we might know for our own experiences what we've done or or you know through training we might have an answer for them or you know but it essentially we just want to be that person that guy to to help them come back to their intuition to their wisdom and and have the inner knowledge to to help them get processed through have the find the answers within Mm. um and I think even if it's not a client in in life like that that kind of lends its way as a lesson to to everything um to kind of like just be a, a better listener um be kinder but you know at the same time to have those boundaries in place so that you are not always giving all of yourself to to something when you ha- you're not giving to yourself mm. yeah yeah it's that classic like put your life mark your oxygen mask on first yeah before you put on <laughs> someone else's put yours on first um and like how do you um protect your energy mostly my I just have a very strong grounding practice um and that really sees me through um between sessions I make sure that I'm grounding nature is like my port of call to to ground or um breath work um and just essentially coming back to earth energy um and that really helps me to to kind of navigate through you know uh seeing clients and um anything that kind of like might just disrupt my flow a little bit um yeah I don't really I I I don't really talk about protection that much because I don't think about it as a way of like protecting myself but just a way of grounding back into my physical body and just feeling that connection to myself again so that I can then go on go on and do things with this centeredness this rootedness kind of feeling and I think I know when I was I think when I was doing my Reiki training like one of my Reiki masters because mm. I've had three different Reiki masters not yeah. for like not any like some people just have the same one throughout like yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm promiscuous because like, like three not that I've slept with any yeah. of my Reiki masters but like it's great to have that kind of experience though yeah yeah it was just the circumstance like I did my first Reiki training in Camden Mm. and then I went to I wanted to do it again there but I couldn't and then I went to Bali and I was like oh yeah I'll just do my level two then and then I wasn't going to do my Reiki master because I was like oh I'm not bothered about teaching it da, da, da. and then classic one day I was like it's time to do your Reiki master yeah. and um, I did that with a lady in London but one of the things I can't remember which teacher it was that was that that taught me it that was like just saying around like protection like how we're also then reinforcing a sense of fear with that protection and that's not what we're that's not going to support anyone either because when that fear is there the love isn't there yeah and it's like when we're saying I mean like if if you genuinely need protecting just don't be in that situation (laughs) like or like not obviously there are sometimes you can't avoid like being in those situations and but it's kind of like doing what you can to kind of like look after yourself yeah, I think it's tending to yourself and making sure you have self-care practices in place. You know, if you're, for example, as a Reiki practitioner, I practice every day. I think that self-practice is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and you know meditation and and having your own practice before supporting other people always as much as possible um and yeah making sure you know I make sure that my space is clear and um I just make sure that I've got a, a lovely space to practice in and to to support other clients as well so I feel clear and grounded before you know seeing a client or going on a zoom call whatever it is I just feel very kind of connected before doing anything else um and they're just simple practices really that you kind of then incorporate very naturally every day they just become part of part of it all kind of Mm -hmm. thing um and with your like I think as well what happens is when we're centered and grounded we don't need protection yeah that's essentially you you come home to your body Mm -hmm. that is you know then you're connected to all that you are your your power your your life force energy you feel in flow and so that is where you need to be you don't need to be protected you need to be in your body and and connected to all aspects of who you are and and when you feel that rootedness then yeah you can I feel like you you can face anything really Mm. And I guess when you think about it, it's like a tree as well. Yeah. Like needing those roots. The tree, the, the deeper the roots, the higher it goes. Yeah. And the wider it spreads, you know, the more that you can give, you know, when you feel that connection to to all that you are, you you feel like, oh, I, you know, you just feel like this, I'm, I'm in my body, I'm here, here and now, and I'm present and I'm present with myself. And then I, therefore I can be present with that person in front of me or, group that I'm leading or you know whatever it is that you're going to do Mm, I think just taking that time before we do anything we're always like on the go yeah on to the next thing and that's one of the things that I have really appreciated from not from the lockdowns and everything over the last couple of years that before if I was going into London I'd be like to a meeting and I've been to this and I just try and squeeze as much as I could into a day and it would just be so exhausting and it's so nice like not and because I felt so much better for not doing that. I've been very strict. I'm like, if I'm going to London, I'm doing one thing. Yeah. Like I'm not all like in one area. I'm not kind of like going from one side to the other and doing loads of different things. Yeah, absolutely. Like for me, like doing a kind of a sound event and, you know, carrying all my sound um, equipment into, you know, London, somewhere central London and, um, you know, the whole setup and, uh, you know, creating a space, that's beautiful for everyone you know aesthetically and then you know there's so much going on and then you have to take that little time that space in between to kind of ground and center and sometimes it's go 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 you can't get into that kind of space for like you've got hot 30 minutes before everyone arrives you know there's all kind of things real problems to sort before Mm. you can do those things but it is really important to try and fit them in and I I definitely think that over the past year working from home a lot more I've been able to make those choices for myself you know I don't need to um worry so much about that kind of stuff because I'm I'm at home and I can take the time to to ground yeah and I'm at home I should be grounded yeah exactly (laughs) but a lot of people will probably be feeling the same thing in a sense of I think sometimes like we shift but other people don't shift around us and it's really hard because you're like oh my gosh well I'm here now and maybe sometimes it's like with your friends Mm. and like you're in this like tight-knit friendship group and then you 
have an awakening mm. and and the things that you were into before aren't as shiny and and attractive because you want to put your energy into other things and that can be really hard can't it because you're like oh well maybe I'm not like for example maybe I'm not drinking as much anymore or um I just want to be sewing down but I feel like in a lot of ways people are people kind of feeling very similar things mm. So it's, everyone's feeling into that, like liking that slower pace of life. So you're not like, oh my God, all my friends want to go out. And I, you know, I think a lot of people are like more compassionate for how everyone's feeling. Yeah, I do feel like I'm an introvert mostly. Um, you know, I really love spending time with people, but I need that alone time. And um, I found it hard through life to kind of say no to things where I knew that I was best placed being you know just being with myself and um I think that the last year has I think people are more compassionate towards people enjoying their own time in a way um but also um for people that are introverted to kind of have um power in you know saying no and and that being okay and not feel like they're missing out on things that they're not part of um but I've always I think through life I kind of um you know I was going out to nightclubs in my early teens and drinking and um taking drugs uh, you know very early on so when I hit 20s I had stopped doing all of that and everyone had started right I always felt like I was a little bit odd to everyone because I I kind of was either have done it or in in a way already and it wasn't for me or yes I was always working my way in friendship circles like working out how to kind of fit in in a way Mm. because I didn't want to drink or I didn't want to try that drug I'd done it before and and now have no interest in experimenting in it you know you know what I mean so um I think I've always felt that way and then when I kind of really kind of had this deep awareness of who I wanted who I am and how I wanted to live my life I think it did rock some friendship friendships in a way but I think the ones that um essentially stay with you and you work through thing through stuff together they're the friendships that you know matter and are true but people don't talk about friendships enough and how they evolve and how they change. Cause I think it's the most kind of like well-known kind of like phases that you kind of like go through that phase and like maybe everyone's going to uni and you're not, mm-hmm. or everybody's getting jobs or you're doing something else or like going traveling or vice versa, or everybody's starting to get engaged or get boyfriends or girlfriends or partners. And you're like, maybe you're not or whichever side you're, Uh, like part of that you are at or everybody's having baby it's just there's always something isn't it yeah definitely I mean I I resonate with the everyone having babies thing more so than you know the others um but I think it's 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 essentially just knowing that everyone is on their own life's journey and in in fact even though for example I might want to have a child myself um you know that someone else getting pregnant is is not the answer is is not going to help me in any way like thinking about them mm-hmm. and so it's just really learning to come back to what is happening in your life and be more present with that I think the more that we're present the more that we realize that it's okay what we have in our life right now 
um, it just helps us to feel more connected to those other relationships and be more compassionate for someone else's story and not be leaning into their life like that's what I should be doing right now that that's what how I should be living it's kind of like kind of separating the two and then coming back together and and being more united but it's 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 difficult it takes it it takes living life to in order to um think that way and feel that way but Mm. I am as I'm turning 40 as I'm turning (laughs) into as I'm in my 40s now (laughs) um I realize that more and more like that's not my story this is my this is my journey this is Mm. my life and that just just saying that to myself helps me to just come out of that kind of trail of uh, whatever it is jealousy or sadness Mm. or kind of worry or doubt you know whatever it is yeah and it can and also it's comparison that sneaky little (laughs) sneaky little (laughs) critter of comparison that can keep creep in and trip us up yeah yeah just yeah I think like you said it's so important to just like come back to yourself because sometimes that I've had it where I have got into this comparison thing and like got upset about something and I'm like but why I'm actually like I don't even want what they've got (laughs) that's exactly I don't even like sometimes sometimes I think comparison is a great thing because it's a it's an expander because it's showing you what you want Mm -hmm. but sometimes we we can get tripped up over things it's a bit like you know like the Marks and Spencers like Christmas adverts and they always make the food look like really good and you're like oh yeah like I want it like just because you've seen it but actually would you want to eat that like no you don't normally like turkey or you know do you know what I mean but sometimes it can get made look it can get be made to look so good or like glamorous or it catches you on a moment where you're not grounded and you're not in your body and you kind of like forget who you are and what you want and we we don't know what's going on in that person's life you know we don't know the full story and 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 how they got to where they are and Mm all of those things that's going on for them and so we kind of in a way we see like it whether it's a story on Instagram a picture or you know something that kind of turns us um into this kind of like oh my gosh you know they've got everything I've got nothing or you know it's very quickly that it can your head can spin um and spiral um but it's just yeah coming back to your like inner voice and being like and actually you know, would I, I don't really want to live their life. I want to live. Yeah, yeah. I'm happy with what I've, I am happy with what I've mm. got essentially. Um, and then just, yeah. And then just working through the things that you need to work through, but you can be there for someone else who's going through something that, you know, say, for example, for me, if I, if, if, if it's a child that I want, mm-hmm. you know, still be compassionate and spend time with a friend that's going through pregnancy mm. and, be able to still want those things but not be jealous or compare myself to their kind of story um but yeah it just takes time as well and practice to to learn that you have everything you need within you Mm. and just radical self-acceptance absolutely like really accepting ourselves of of who we are and where we're at and that we are enough as we are and that thing that maybe we think we want or maybe we, not that we think we want we we've got this like deep yearning mm. as well on all these different levels like that's valid but with or without that like we're still enough 
Yeah. I think all of these lessons in life just teach us, open us up and bring awareness back to, you know, back to self, back to who we are, um, essentially. Mm. Yeah, that's what it's all about, isn't it? Coming back to who we are and who is it? I keep seeing these things coming up or around, uh, like talking, I think maybe is it Jenna Zoe, who she's a human design reader. She talks about like babies are like, that's that's your us and our, when us as a baby is our authentic self. Mm. And that's before who we've, who we've been told, before we've been told who who we are or who we should be or what we should like or how we feel or how we don't feel and it's it's uh, our adulthood is going back to that and re- remembering that authentic essence within us that and like you said it's already there yeah it's a remembering essentially we do this like full circle in life um m- most of us where mm. we kind of we start with everything and openness and awareness and then gradually all these external factors and influences changes changes us or changes our constitution the way that we look at life and then we when we wake up again we have this awareness and then we come we arrive back home to like where we were at the beginning obviously we've grown in many ways but um yeah it's just it we come back to our humanness this connection and to our soul and spirit and I think that's it just gives us access to the true, our truest, the truest, you know, part of who we are. What's coming to mind is, I don't know why this is, but reincarnation and past lives. Mm-hmm. And one, when you were talking, one of the things that was coming to mind was this story I had when I was in Bali, like this theory that this guy had. I don't know if it's a kind of Balinese, like Buddhist, Hindu like a general belief or just his but (laughs) like he this guy he was like a a tour guide that was taking me around some temples and he was saying that when babies the reason why babies uh, cry when they're born is because they're like "Ah, like I didn't do it right I'm back here again (laughs) (laughs) I think I have heard that before um but it is it's I mean in a way I mean they might be like I've for nine months I've been like cocooned and like I'm it's like freedom yeah, true. <laughs> but, and like and also like for some babies tra- trauma of course through, through arriving but yeah in some ways that makes sense as well because I can't remember what I thought obviously when I arrived into this world as Jasmine or as me so it's kind of you know what what happened before kind of is with that baby Mm. and so no it depends I suppose what their life before was but or who they what you know who they were before because they could be like deeply relieved (laughs) (laughs) this is this is a new time or it could be yeah like damn you know I was living on a beach in Bali or whatever yeah it's so interesting have you read that book spirit babies I haven't um I've I've got it and I've read passages of mm-hmm. it, read it from front to back. Um, mm. But um, yeah, I've leaned into it to, you know, when I was going through fertility treatment, it definitely um, kind of uh, helped me quite a lot to realise that, you know, conceiving is, there is a, a bigger, there is a lot more to it than just, you know, just the human human aspect the physical aspect 
um giving conceiving and giving birth yeah I find it so like I for anybody that I don't know I think for everybody I find this book is really interesting because and also really comforting like you said it's not just about we can get so like say if um fertility like your kind of fertility journey isn't as easy as they make out (laughs) getting pregnant isn't as easy as they they make out it's gonna be and then you're like oh (laughs) reading this book um I found very reassuring because some of the stories there are a lot of stories in there um this guy is called Walter and after I was like I'm never reading with Walter but he's like no longer (laughs) here he's like um he's died but he shares all of these stories with his experiences with working with people and like intuiting their spirit babies. And um, there was just like so many different reasons. Like one of the reasons like a baby didn't want to come through is because it's parents that where they lived was too loud mm. and it didn't want to come through. So as soon as they lit, they moved, they got pregnant. And then whenever they drove into the city, the little girl was like, it's too loud. I want to go home. Mm. It's so incredible um and that information I think is so important for people especially who it's for everyone but especially for those who are you know having struggles with their fertility to to know and recognize number one that it's actually not easy to get pregnant Mm -hmm. first place because we think it is because we always hear of people having babies right but actually it's not that easy and then all of the other things that we don't think about is our space the right space to conceive is our space the right you know place for the baby to to come and to arrive here with us and is it the right time you know there's lots of things to think about um essentially for us to be in the right place and I think there it is that time you know of is this the right time for this to happen um but not in a in a in not in a kind of a, a down way of putting it but in a way that we can we can do stuff we can do things to help our ourselves process Mm. yeah Um, I think also even with the book like I think it's also it's not even just for people that are actively pursuing pregnancy and and fertility it's even I think it's also reassuring for even people that don't want to or have like have for different for whatever reason have chosen to have an abortion um and not um move through with that preg like follow through with that continue with that pregnancy mm-hmm. I think it's just so there is just so many that's one of the things I love about spirituality is that it gives us this bigger perspective mm. it isn't just this linear good or bad right or wrong like this is the only way like there, it's just this much vaster kind of awareness which I find like can offer us so much peace I think yeah I definitely think that's that's very true and that no matter what we face we can move through um you know through those those points in our life whether it's a struggle or a um a high flying time mm-hmm. you know we we can lean into it a little bit more and move through it and I think that that is that kind of vast space that you describe it's it's that universal space that you can keep moving through and there's an there is a there's always like an understanding to an understanding that there is there is more Mm. you know and how we're all connected yeah definitely and that we're all connected but also that we can just 
yeah, we just have a deeper clarity and insight to to life in this in that space. Mm. What out of just like curiosity, like what is your like? I'm just like thinking about like all your perspectives on things. Like, what is your like sun rising and moon sign? Sun and moon is Gemini, um, and rising is Taurus. Okay. And as I have moved into my like mid thirties to forties, definitely really feel so connected to Taurus um, in many ways. Um, the Gemini is there, like always, you know, the creativity and and many aspects of life for me. But um, definitely feel like I'm moving more into this really earthy person, <laughs> um, and yeah just feel more connected to myself and so it feels that feels like it's always pulling me like helping you to ground I guess as well yeah it's so interesting like how how that that um like how that all kind of like just I don't know how we live it and how yeah. those different things like slot in at different times yeah so sometimes we're really feeling into our like sun sign and sometimes we're really fitting into our rising sign and sometimes it's really fitting into our moon sign. Yeah. And just like, again, it's back to that multifacetedness, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And I think it's being open to that we, we, there is so much of us, you know, that we can tap into that we're not just like you described earlier, we're not linear, you know, that we are cyclic beings. And so it's really tuning into all of the elements uh, even if you know we're not it's not on paper that we are part of that element we are we are nature and so it's just really allowing ourselves to flow through those cycles of life and um and at the moment yeah I just feel really in tune with that kind of earthy kind of um energy um, and now I'm now thinking, it's my brain just like jumping like to all these different yeah. places, like with your Gemini, mm. like, is that, I wonder if that, that air energy is also connected with the three diamonds work that you do? Yeah, I think, I think so. And, and I, it kind of, my interest came from it. It's obviously through my Reiki training and the Reiki system, um, talks about the three tandems, which is, um, is earth, heart and heaven or earth, heaven and heart um and energy and the three dimes essentially is that so in the reiki system it's the three tandem points um and i guess the air aspect is tuning into in a way into my intuition and realizing that this was it when i was you know learning reiki that i felt such a pull to the three diamonds because it made me um have like a bigger awareness of my life like and and having this connection to earth energy heart energy and heaven energy made me really see the body in a different way and so i i kind of like started to create practices the the earth heart and heaven energy practices that I share now that really help me to um, ground into my body. So that's the earth. Heart is the openness to connect to my kind of emotional wisdom and um, and all of that intelligence of the heart and heaven is intuition and spirit. And, and so it, it's kind of we have all of that within us, but once we start to tune into ourselves and have that awareness of it, 
it really helps you to live life more fully and more in flow I feel um and so that's why I feel very passionate about sharing it because it's quite simple actually but it 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 kind of helps us to really fully open to all that we are and all that's around us yeah and it's so important when we are working energetically and spiritually to it's I think the focus can either be on one or the other Mm -hmm. whereas it's actually about connecting with all three yeah I think especially when people are working spiritually aren't they like I I want to connect spirit we always (laughs) jump or heart (laughs) I think through through my experience anyway like um a lot of um kind of literature that I started off with was all about spirit Mm -hmm. and um kind of the higher energies and then um I realized that actually I needed to really ground into my body Mm -hmm. and that was through my Reiki practice that I really learned to ground and center and that is like the foundation so that's like you know the foundation of your house and then you 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 move up into your heart space and start to really open up to your heart energy and that really helps you to come into your body fully and you feel this humanness this connection this compassion to yourself and others and then you can move up to spirit with this connectiveness and rootedness that you have um you can move up to spirit and feel fully open to your physical body and then you know up open up to spirit and that's kind of what what it is it's having that um connection to earth heaven and then having those energies move back into your heart space Mm -hmm. holding them there and do how do you guide people through that in many ways um I have like a three diamond breath practice um that I've shared a lot in sessions so we do um a series of different breath patterns breathing through these energy centers I guide them through we use affirmations and um a real focus to each energy center um, to really feel um, grounded and then into the heart we feel home connected to the body and then move up to our intuition and really really help us to really flow through um, the energy of Reiki through these energy centers so that's a really a lovely practice that I share um, but then there are so many ways of connecting to those energy centers as well and through kind of my own learnings I've shared different practices for for example, earth energy, going for walks in nature, heart energy, um, you know, maybe uh, having um, time journaling or kind of writing a love letter to yourself, um, doing things in service, so helping other people, supporting charities. There's many ways to tap into these energies. It's just finding the ones that work for you. Um, but I kind of share as many as possible so that people kind of have an understanding of what it means. And it doesn't always have to be like to sit down and meditate. It it's, it works, it weaves its way through life. You know, this is um, to have a earth, heart and heaven practice is, is through life, you know, through everyday life. And you've got your retreat coming up. Your yeah, th- three diamonds retreat in like the most epic looking venue. Is it Greece? Yeah, it's yeah. Crete. Um, really, really beautiful space. Um, the Blue Palace Hotel in Crete. It is, um, a, yeah, it's a really special place. It's got like um, kind of a beautiful history to it. 
so when I feel like when we arrive there it will be in itself a healing space to be in um but yeah we'll be journeying through journeying through sorry the three diamonds so one day we will explore earth energy the other day we'll we'll explore heart energy and then heaven energy and then kind of like um come together in community and explore that every evening through kind of um you know coming together in circle and talking about our experiences and sharing stories and there'll be plenty of time for people to go around and explore the space as well and connect to themselves and and um re-collaborate in a way but it's um yeah it will be a special experience certainly ah yes well I think obviously experiencing all of the three diamonds yeah like and having a full day like when do we get to do that like to just immerse yourself in it you know like not just like a hour or 20 minutes or five minute like oh that is actual like a whole like not a full day because I guess that would be tiny but a day to kind of do that and then process it and integrate it and then spend the next day with each each one so I can imagine by the end of it people are just gonna feel like they are just, just like super shiny diamond yeah and being in in that setting yeah and I think they'll have practices to take home from each of them um that will yeah help them to you know navigate through life with more ease and flow you know that's kind of like the goal of it and for them to continue practicing the three diamonds as much as possible every morning we'll be doing a sunrise three diamond breath session um and closing the evening with like a sound bath to kind of like just help calm the nervous system you know with all the learning and wisdom that's been received from the day so there'll be plenty of time for them to kind of yeah tune into the practices that they really want to take on and hopefully Mm -hmm. that will help them through life amazing and like for anybody that's like curious to like the other ways that they can work with you how can what what how can they make the most of your magic um so I am available for one-to-one private sessions at the moment just distantly I do um I share Reiki distantly and um sound um so all the information is on my website emeraldandtiger.com amazing and the question that I ask everybody at the end of the um episode is if you could go to another phase whether it's going back or going forward like what phase would you go to um I think it's kind of like at the moment just hitting my 40s I feel like this is my another phase and so I feel like through the next years to come I'm really looking forward to like enjoying this kind of time that's coming in I feel very excited about what life is going to offer and I'm really tuning into this new chapter I love that (laughs) it's so beautiful and I um in one of the previous episodes that I've recorded with Tree she mm-hmm. was talking about like just really ex- looking forward to going into the crone phase and I really love that you're talking about like looking forward to going into your 40s yeah and that being your other phase because I think so often culture kind of makes you think oh like our, our best days are in our youth mm. but actually like the best is still to come yeah I think you know I was talking to you the the other day you know saying that I'm probably like the heaviest that I've been uh, that I ever have been and um but I look and feel different like, <laughs> same <laughs> we were saying that weren't we? I, it's just it's just it's 
I can't work it out. Like, I think I just can't work it out at the moment, but um, I just feel very different. And even though I'm still, you know, life's not perfect at all. I'm working through things um, most definitely, but I just, there's something in my body that's changed and I can, it just feels really amazing. Mm. Um, it's the first time in my life that I can say like, I'm really happy to be alive. And so I'm just really excited and looking forward to what life brings and yeah, I'm sure there'll be highs and lows with it, but it's, yeah, I feel more, um, in the drive, you know, what's the word in the driving wheel? Mm -hmm. Driver's seat. In the driver's seat. (laughs) You can be the wheel. (laughs) You can be the wheel. (laughs) That's what I meant. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I think it's like that thing It's that you're like, you said, we have to have all all these experiences Mm. to get to where we need to be and to appreciate it yeah. as well and yeah. like you said like be in the driving driving wheel <laughs> be in the driving wheel <laughs> it's a new it's a new one um so thank you so much jazz i've absolutely loved talking to you oh, thank you Thanks for tuning into this episode of Another Phase. I hope that you have found these topics insightful and expansive and that, yeah, you've enjoyed listening to this as much as I have done recording it. You can find me on Instagram at tamaradreesen underscore, as well as my website, which is wolfsister.com. And that is where you can book in with me for a tarot reading, find out about moon ceremonies, events, my books, as well as the podcast show notes and links. If these conversations have been resonating with you and you've got a spare few minutes, then I would really appreciate it if you could head over to Apple Podcasts and show some love for another phase by leaving a rating and a review to let people know what they can expect when they're listening to these conversations. If you haven't already, then make sure that you are subscribed to make sure that you don't miss out on any of the episodes that are coming up. They are released weekly. Thursdays is where it's at, so I will look forward to catching up with you then.